Hawk's gaze slid over his wife, Vivian. She was across the grand ballroom, barely visible between the other couples moving around her and her adoptive father on the dance floor, and yet she was all he could see. To him, a light of beauty and radiance seemed to surround her, drawing his eye. He sipped at his scotch and water and leaned against a column near the dessert table, his gaze traveling down her body, over her full breasts to linger on her sexy bump. He never would have thought being pregnant could make her more beautiful, but it had, turning her willowy, lithe form voluptuous and captivating. Her skin shone, her hair fell thick and long down her back, and her body moved with sensuous grace. That was his baby in there, turning her from wife to mother. Or babies. The doctor had said the chances she was carrying more than one were high, but Vivian didn't want multiple ultrasounds just to confirm the presence of more than one baby. Hawk smiled as he thought of her natural confidence. He was nervous as hell at the thought that they might be having twins. Or triplets. He needed to remember his wife was a triplet. Could he handle three babies? Could he even handle one? He felt an anxious pounding of his heartbeat in his ears and took a deep breath, focusing on his wife again. As long as he was with her, he could do it. Movement at the door caught his attention. He swiveled to examine the latecomer. Old habits die hard. He relaxed as soon as he saw it was just Craig, but he didn't have Emma with him, and he wasn't even dressed up. His black shirt, khaki pants, and work boots said he'd come straight from the office, which was strange. They didn't have any overtime work these days. The Oberlin investigation was almost wrapped up. Their Senate committee hearing to put the case to bed was in two weeks, the day after Vivian's 20-week ultrasound. And then what? His mind mused for the 200th time. Quit the FBI? Become a full-time father? It sure would be safer. But was it what he wanted? He didn't know. There was a good chance he would be moved out of Westwood Harbor once the investigation was complete. Did he want that? Could he? Hawk's thoughts cut off mid-sentence as Craig noticed him and raised a hand to him, then headed his way. Hawk lifted his chin, immediately noticing another 11th-hour party-goer coming in the door. Hawk's eyes narrowed, and he searched the man's silhouette for telltale bulges that would indicate a gun hidden somewhere under the $4,000 Brioni suit he was wearing. Old habits again. Hawk saw no indication of a weapon, but that didn't mean the guy wasn't carrying. He looked both out of place and perfectly at home here at Vivian's parents' 40th wedding anniversary. He even looked familiar, but Hawk couldn't put a name or job with the face. He looked too young to be a politician and too unfamiliar to be a family friend. He would ask Vivian if she knew him. Craig stopped in front of him, then flagged down a waiter and swiped all the beef tartare off his tray with one scoop. Hawk smirked at his friend and coworker. Craig was always the life of these fancy parties. 
The waiter he had robbed moved away, his scandalized gaze still on Craig, like Craig might steal his tray too and hit him over the head with it. Hey, Craig said, around a bite of beef tartare. Emma can't make it. She's commanding at a monster warehouse fire on the east side. Hawk heard the proud note in Craig's voice. He was Emma's biggest supporter and still told everyone who would listen about Emma's promotion to lieutenant in the fire department. Hawk nodded. Is that where you've been? Craig finished his first tartare and started working on a second one. Yeah, and I promised I'd bring her dinner so I can't stay long. Apologize to Vivian and her parents for me. Hawk grunted in the affirmative.